Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you will build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 103 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode. I hope you're doing well. Well, I only combined two words then, well and great. That wouldn't have been good. I hope you're doing well and having a fabulous week and excited to chat to you about this particular challenge on the podcast today because I've had more than one conversation about this challenge in the last few weeks. So it's clearly something that many of you are facing and sometimes a little bit tricky to navigate, but not necessarily tricky. So never fear, there's good news in today's episode as well. So today we're chatting about skills gaps. What do you do when you've got a skill gap in your team? And it's an interesting predicament to find yourself in because guess what? It's not always about hiring someone new into your business. In fact, where I have seen this challenge arise in the last few weeks has been when you've got a staff member on board who you love in lots of ways, but unfortunately, the role they're in right now, they just don't have the skills for. So we're talking today about what to do when we realize we've got this challenge on our hands. Recently, I asked a question inside our community, People Powered HR, and we were chatting about, you know, what are the challenges, what are the problems when we have a challenge or a problem with a staff member. And one of our members, Jane, came to me with a really interesting challenge. And she unpacked the fact that she has a staff or has, a, yeah, has, not had, has a staff member on her team who they they really liked this person really, really liked them. Not only personally, just, you know, they were a lovely person, they got along well, great fit, all of those things. But also uh, they explained to me that this person tried really hard, like really was interested in trying to do well, was motivated, was, you know, really someone that brought the team together, was a great member of the team, was like an important energy really to have around the team. And they felt really stuck in this predicament because, for all of those reasons, they didn't really want to get rid of this person. 
at all, but they just couldn't quite figure out what to do. And they were, and this is something I know lots of you have told me that you face. They wanted to have a conversation with this person because there was a problem. You know, they really didn't have the skill set for their job, but they didn't want to hurt their feelings. Have you ever had a situation where you didn't want to hurt a staff member's feelings? It doesn't feel good, does it? It's it, oh, it's one of those pit of the stomach kind of feelings that you think, I oh, know I need to talk to them, but they're so lovely and I really like them and I don't want to upset them and this could really, you know, destroy their confidence. All of those things tend to run through our heads, right? And so Jane shared this challenge. What do I do here? And this is, you know, this is where I'm at. And there's really good news to this story is Whilst these conversations can be tricky, they can also be really positive. I'm going to chat to you about how we can flip that around to make it not a difficult conversation, but in fact, a really positive, empowering situation for the employee as well. So what we identified chatting through the problem with Jane was she had a skills gap on her hands. This employee just didn't have the skills for the job that they had been employed to do simple as that. When we unpacked it all and we looked at, is it is it an engagement issue? Are they just not into the job? Are they having trouble learning? Can they not pick things up? Are they just lazy? Like we look at all the options when we have these problems with our people, but identifying exactly what your actual problem is, that's key because once you know that, you can go about fixing it. And I'm going to let you know a little bit later in today's episode about a free resource that I've got for you that actually helps you to really diagnose what type of problem employee you've got. And we used this model that I've created when we were talking to Jane to help her create this diagnosis for this employee. It's a free ebook. Is it me or is it them? How to deal with problem employees. And it really helps you identify which type of problem it is you are actually dealing with. There's only three types. You could have a hybrid of of two of the types, but there's only three types. And each type has a specific solution. So it's really handy. So I'll tell you more about it later in the episode, but if you want to grab a copy, just go to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash problem. Totally free. You can grab your copy right there. I digress. (laughs) Let's get back into where we were talking about. So what we identified after working through this process with Jane is there was a skills gap. And what should you do if you've got a skills gap with your team? So today I thought we'd chat through why skills are actually not the most important thing. That's going to challenge some of you. Why really skills are almost the least important thing when it comes to your team. How you identify gaps and turn them into opportunities and why it's important to get your messaging right when you're having that conversation with the employee. Does that sound good? Let's dive into that. So let's look firstly, why are skills the least important thing you need to worry about? Now, don't freak out on me and think I've gone crazy. This is a fact. I don't care how technically brilliant someone is at a job. If they are not in line with your values, if they do not fit in with your culture, and if they are not motivated to do a good job, they're not great for your business. However, if you've got someone in your business who is a great fit for your culture, who does align with your values, and who is highly motivated to do well, you can teach them the skills they need. Absolutely. Skills can be taught. Skills can be learnt. Motivation, cultural fit, values alignment, cannot. So a skills gap is actually not a massive problem in the scheme of staffing problems. It might require a bit of logistics. It may require changing your thinking. It may require training, of course, but it's actually not 
the most important thing when you're looking at employees. If you had two applicants sitting in front of you for a job and one had all the skills for the job, but you knew they were going to be a terrible cultural fit and the other had perfect alignment with your values and you knew it would be perfect for your team, but didn't have all the skills, I would tell you to hire that second person every single day of the week. Because the first person might fix your problem short term, but you will be exiting them or they'll be exiting themselves before long. And the chaos they're going to cause on the way through to that that decision will be huge. So skills literally are the least important thing you need to be thinking about when you want a great team member. Now, of course, we all want someone that has all the things. We want them to have the skills and to be a great cultural fit and to be highly motivated. Of course, that is the ideal. But if it's not possible... Skills is not your main problem. Don't be focused on skills. Be focused on the fit first. But what do you do when you find yourself in a situation where you know you kind of got a skills gap, you know that something's just not missing, just not missing, just missing, just not there, but you just can't quite put your finger on what it is. How do you identify where you've got a skills gap in your business? I've got a few key strategies that I'm going to recommend to you. The first is, and I know many, if not all of our members of People Powered HR have done this at one point in time or another. And every single time, although I know sometimes when I tell them to go and do this, they think this is a pretty basic exercise. I'm not going to get much clarity out of this. Every single time they come back and say, oh my God, I've totally realized what what my challenge is, or it's just made it so much clearer what I need to do next. That was so useful in helping me get clear on my business. And that is the clean slate exercise. Now, this is not a complex thing to do. And I encourage you, if you've never done this for your business or you haven't done it for a while, or you've just got a niggly feeling that something's just not quite right, start with the clean slate exercise. Now, we've done a whole episode on this, so I will link to it in the show notes. But effectively, what you're doing in the clean slate exercise is taking a clean piece of paper or a whiteboard or a, um, a doc on your computer, whatever you'd like to do when you're doing this kind of work. Forget about your current structure and your current people and map out in an ideal world your ideal structure and what skills you need in your business to be able to fulfill the work you have on right now. Once you map that out, and it's a much longer process than that, not the episode does talk through it. There's a link in today's show notes. You, Once you've mapped that out and you overlay your existing team is, it will be blindingly obvious where you have a skills gap. And quite often we don't see it because we're so in the thick of it. Until we do this kind of exercise and we actually map it out, and it becomes glaringly obvious to us, we might miss it. So the clean slate exercise, highly recommend having a listen to that episode of the podcast and doing that exercise. You could look to create in your business some kind of skills matrix. Um, And this can be really beneficial. In fact, I was talking to a client just this week who wants to do this in their business where you're growing and you know you're doing more diverse work for different clients and you know that you've got some people who are really great at certain things, others who are stronger in others, but you're just not quite clear on are you overloaded with one skill set and really weak in another. There's just a little bit of lack of certainty around that. A skills matrix is a great thing to do and you can create them yourself. You could Google and find a template. You're basically mapping out what are all the skills we need in the business and you could do this like in an Excel spreadsheet really simply 
and you'd put all the skills along, let's say, the top of the spreadsheet and all of your employees down the side of the spreadsheet and you go through and you could use just a simple tick cross scenario or you could give them a rating of, you know, one to ten as to how strong they are in that skill set. And it's going to be really clear where you've got lots of skills and where you are lacking skills. And that's going to really inform future training and development opportunities, future hiring decisions. And, you know, you overlay then what projects you're working on at the moment. And it's going to be really clear which projects you're going to struggle to get through because you don't have the skill set on the team. So definitely doing that exercise can be beneficial. As simple as reviewing your position descriptions against your current team. Doing your performance reviews, for heaven's sake, that's your biggest way to tell whether you've got a skills gap. I really love quarterly performance reviews. I've shared that here on the podcast before. Um, In fact, I just got off a call of a client that was discussing doing 360-degree reviews. I'm not a fan. I don't think they work. I don't think they're great for small business. And they have some limited value in large corporates, but they're not my favorite because I don't think they give you this insight. So having the right PDs and then doing thorough performance reviews quarterly will give you an immediate insight as as to whether you've got a skill gap. And doing your performance reviews within your probationary period, immediate insight as to whether you have a skill gap. So these are simple things. None of it's complicated, but they will all give you an indicator as to whether you've got a skill gap, either within someone's own capacity in their role, so an individual skill gap, or an organisational-wide skill gap that you might need to deal with. But what do you do when you have realized that you do have a skill gap? And we're going to circle back to Jane's story here. And you're going to have to have a conversation with someone. And you don't want to hurt their feelings. And you want to be honest, but it's awkward. And you don't want to be harsh. And maybe it's your fault that we're in this position because maybe you've hired the wrong person, but they're a really nice person. It is all in the messaging. It's just like when you're doing marketing for your business and you're putting out there the messages that you want the market to hear and your customers to see and your suppliers to be proud of. How you approach the conversation and the way you frame up what you need to communicate makes all the difference. What we need to remember is that our employees really want to know what we want from them and how they're doing against those expectations. They also want to leave work every day feeling like they've achieved something and like they've fulfilled what's required and feeling good about themselves. If an employee is struggling every day at work because they don't have the skills for the job, think about how they're feeling when they go home every afternoon. They're feeling defeated, deflated, frustrated, like they want to just give up. It's not great for their morale. So actually finding a way through can be really positive for their morale. And I'd encourage you to think of a couple of things. What does this person do amazingly well? What are their real gifts? And how can you leverage those in your business? Why do they struggle with the skills that you're trying to get them to use that they don't have? Is it just not in their zone of genius? Is it because they're so good at the other thing that naturally they can't be good at this as well? Is it because someone else in the team is so amazing at this that no one's going to look great by comparison? Think about all of those things and think about what's important to this employee. This is where it comes down to knowing your team in terms of how they want to contribute to the business. Because when you talk to them to have the conversation about the skills gap, these things matter. What you say and how you say it matters. If you've got someone on your hands who is dying to learn new skills, 
wonderful. You have an opportunity to have a discussion with them about the support you're going to give them to learn these skills, which are critical for the business and you can't wait to see them learn. But conversely, if that's not their interest, and but they've got a real gift in another area and they've been trying to do both, but actually if they just focused on one, it would be better for them and better for the business, again, you've got an amazing opportunity to have a really positive conversation. So really think about those things before you go into these discussions. If you can frame up a discussion that really focuses on and celebrates this employee's unique strengths and skills and abilities, and you can convey how important those are to the business and to you guys achieving your goals and objectives and to the values of the business and to the customers and whoever they're dealing with, if you can lean in on that the message that you're about to share that there's a there's a gap in skills and we're going to need to create a scenario where we deal with this will be much better received because you're showing that you're seeing not only the faults, the skill gap, you're seeing their strengths and you're seeing how important and valuable their strengths are because I guarantee you, if you've got someone in your business that is aligned with your values, that's trying really hard, that's highly motivated, they've got some really good strengths. You wouldn't have kept them around if they didn't. So focus on those. So the discussion might go along the lines of, in your current role, you're juggling these two core tasks. What we've been observing is that you shine when you just focus on this particular task of dealing with customers. I mean, I can give you a real life example. In my consultancy practice many years ago, when I had a team of consultants, there was one particular consultant who had a gift like no one I have ever seen, honestly, when it came to dealing with customers, particularly when it came to negotiating sometimes some very tricky things with customers, but keeping them on side. She was just such an amazing communicator and could get the result. Like I just knew if I put her on a call, I was getting the results I made off that call. But some of the other things that she had to do in her role, she wasn't so great at. She wasn't strong on some of the reporting that we needed to do. She wasn't as strong on some of the um, incidental conversations that needed to happen, but really weren't valuable, big conversations. And she wasn't so great at, at some of the other aspects. But if she just did customer management, amazing, amazing. So when you go into the conversation, you say, look, I've really observed how amazing you are when you have to deal with a really tricky scenario with a customer. I heard you on the phone the other day negotiate that term of that contract and really got it to work for us, but also left the customer feeling really good and I've had communication with them and and they're really happy with where we're at. That is genius and I really I loved hearing that, loved watching that and I, I really want to thank you for doing such a great job. I know you're finding the reporting aspects really challenging um, at the moment and it's not. I know it's not your favourite part of the job and I know that you find it really frustrating having to do those and as a result, unfortunately, usually the quality is not so great either. But I think you've found a way where you can do less of that and more of the other. How does that sound? Where do you think you're going from there? They're excited. They want to explore this with you. They want to come up with solutions and they want to be doing more of what they love and less of what they don't. So yes, it might mean changing the role. If you've got someone that loves learning, you're having a conversation that goes something along the lines of, I've noticed that this is a really challenging task for you. And that's fair enough because you've never done that before and no one naturally knows how to do that. I've found this really awesome training course that I'd love to send you on. Would you like to go? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, please. 
So how you frame up the conversation matters. Focus on and empower and celebrate their strengths, their unique gifts, because everyone has them and you wouldn't have kept them around if you didn't value them. And then work out what you're going to do about the skills gap. It could be training. It could be changing the role. It could be talking to them about what they can see as a solution. But it is in your messaging and it will make all the difference. So to recap, skills are the least important thing. If you've got a skills gap problem, please don't stress. It is the easiest of our problems to fix when it comes to our employees. Look at ways to identify skills gaps in your business so that you can be ahead of the game here. And when you need to have a conversation around this, it doesn't have to be bad news. Look at your messaging and make sure you are framing it in a way where it's going to be not only accepted, but excitable to the employee that you're dealing with. Now, are you not sure whether you actually have a skills gap or whether the problem you're dealing with is a skills issue or possibly another kind of issue? As I mentioned at the beginning of today's episode, I have a brand new free ebook which is available right now for you to go and grab. It's called, Is It Me or Is It Them? Because that is a question that I find most of our businesses that I work with asking themselves when they've got a problem on their hands. Is it me? Have I done something wrong? This ebook is going to give you the download. It is going to tell you exactly what type of problem employee you have. It's got a really simple graphic diagnostic and some prompters, some questions for you to ask yourself to tell what type of person you're dealing with. You'd be able to identify exactly which of the three types of problem employees you're dealing with. And for each of the problems, there is a specific solution for you. So if you know you're dealing with a problem employee right now, but you're not sure how to deal with it, what type of problem it is, and you just want some a really nice, easy diagnostic and solution, go and grab the free ebook. The, the uh, link will be in today's show notes, which you'll be able to find at peoplepoweredbusiness.com episode 103. Or just head directly right now to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash problem. Get your free guide, get the answers you need, and take the action that you need to. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation around skills gaps. They will happen in your business. No matter what type of business, no matter where you're at in business, no matter what stage of growth you're at, this is a problem that will raise its head from time to time. And like I've shared, it's not something that needs to stress you out. So I hope that this has been useful and maybe you're able to go away and identify some skills gaps and put in place some ways to fix those in your business. So thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I look forward to chatting to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast. 